but it feels so good when I do it. Today's process is this. Negativity breeds more negativity every single time. Sit back, relax, let's light the lantern. Well, hello there, Rangers. Wade Skalski here, lawyer, entrepreneur, and your guide to the understory. There are monsters and bandits here, but if you are stuck in your nine to five and you want to grow or start a new business, this is the place for you. Admission to the understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, Rangers? Those of you who are in the understory against your will, and those of you who are in the understory on paper, on purpose, Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. All right, a lot of stuff going on today. I am fired up to talk to you. Um, so I, you'll, you'll hear me say this a million times because it's true. The difference between winning and losing in anything is a micron. Like if you look at, if you look at like world class athletes, uh, the Ironman is a great example. So like if you look at an Ironman race. Um, where they have to swim, I think it's a couple miles. They have to, uh, they run, I think they bike 144 miles and they run a marathon at the end. The difference between the first place and second place is not like, sometimes it's seconds. Sometimes like there's somebody like right behind that person and there's always like a clump of people within like a couple minutes. So over a race that takes like hours and hours and hours and like eight hours or whatever it is, um, that's some, that's that's nothing. That's a that's a less than a percentage of a percentage, right? And so, you know, when you're trying anything that you're trying to do, the little edges make a big difference. If there's a really good book called um, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, you should read it. It's not very long. Uh, it's a great book, and uh, it just talks about the compound effect of slight edges. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about negativity today. Now, when you are negative with someone um, or about something, it it immediately it immediately makes you a member of a tribe, right? It makes you against the other, whatever that other is. It can be anything. It can be a football team. It can be um, a post online. It can be a person. It, it can be it just, it, it can be a dog. I don't care what it is. Whenever you come out against something or for something, you create a tribe, right? Because you polarize yourself in one way or the other. And both of those things are powerful. But the, the negative energy on something is much easier to do. It's much more easy to be critical of something because you don't put yourself out there. You are attacking something else and you do not make yourself vulnerable. You place yourself in opposition to that thing. So I'm going to give you an example, right? Um, uh, what well, before I do that? And because when you say you like something, then you put your own self on the line by saying that you like it and you are vulnerable. So negative energy, always easier to do. That's why the most people's that's what they like a large portion of people do that. We all do it on stuff in our life we, that we come come out against for. And that's why you want to be polarizing um, because it's just it creates a safe place for people to be negative. <laughs> so if you have an enemy to cast stones at, that's why um that's why it creates a safe place for people to be because they can be negative about that thing and then it makes them a group together in your tribe, right? So that's the psychology behind it. But I'm going to give you like a real life example about um, why negativity, uh, I, I, I think you want to be careful about what you choose to be negative about, right? So, um, but it doesn't really matter. I'm going to give you an example. So I've been running on the serve, on the serve 
No, sorry. On the help game that will trans that I will transform into the bottom of my serve triangle, the serve triangle on the bottom of the tr- of the triangle, right, um, is my expungement business, right? So the criminal law business, in terms of where I represent people and going to court for them, phasing that out completely. When when the complete value ladder is done, I won't be doing that. Um, but I will be doing expungements. F- um, the goal of the help game right now is to transform that into a pro bono sort of nonprofit that will do either at for free or at a very reduced price, probably a reduced price actually, because people don't appreciate free. So probably at a very inexpensive price, um, I'm going to help my avatars who have who have run afoul of the law in the past, usually it's for substance abuse, like DUIs, whatever. Um, but anyway, but I'm running ads right now for, uh, uh, talked about it before, about a Black Friday sale, okay? And I was like, I'll just do a Black Friday sale, whatever. Like lawyers don't necessarily do that. I've done flash sales before, like once or twice when I got into some serious, serious challenges. Um, I was like, let's just do a flash sale. And in any event, so I've been running this, I ran this Black Friday sale the first week. And then the second week, um, I ran it again. I extended it because a lot of people liked it and they needed more time to get some money. So I was like, all right, I'll extend it, whatever. So I I, this, I ran the same ad that I ran last week, um, but I just, just put, um, hey, it's extended. Same exact thing except for it's extended. Um, now, and, and the first ad, I didn't have... You know, typically when you run an ad on Facebook, if you allow comments, you'll get a lot of people that will be interested in it, but you'll get some trolls on there, right? And um, and I'm like, I've run, I've been running these types of ads on Facebook for months, months and months and months, like almost a year, I think, coming up on a, almost a year. So like, I'm used to it. I monetize my trolls. I talked about like, I talked about like in my, e- I, I take the comments that they make and then I put them as mindset issues in my emails to on my daily emails and be like, hey, this is why these people probably are having some challenges because of this exact mindset. And um, and anyway, so so trolls don't really bother me anymore. And the negative comments don't really bother me anymore because you're not going to please everybody. It's impossible. And a lot of people, they don't understand, especially on the legal system, because expungements themselves are kind of complicated in what they can do and they can't do. Uh, but anyway, so what happened was is that this person, the, f- one, the first comment that came in was um, very strong, right? And the person kind of came in and said, you are committing a crime against your community for charging for this because you can just go to the court clerk and get it done for free. Okay, so one of those two things is true. So you can represent yourself and go to the court, but I don't know if you've ever heard the term is that the person that represents themselves has an idiot for a client. Um, That's almost always true. And for a few different reasons. I'm going to give you the main reason here and on, on, on the small, on the big stuff, the main reason is that if, if you're representing yourself like on a major case, like involving a lot of money or involving, um, involving, uh, um, like a lot of time, like you got some kind of serious felony, you're like, I'm going to represent myself. That's silly because you don't have any experience in the legal system and um, it's an adversarial system. And so you're going up against a prosecutor who is trying to win. Um, although technically they're supposed to do justice, but very few of them actually use that as a metric. Usually they just use winning as a metric, which creates all sorts of its own problems. Don't get me started on that. Um, and then, uh, and then also that you have a judge who really is the judge's only concern is getting done with the case. 
like that's their metric. They have so many cases, they just want to get it done, right? And I know that their metric is supposed to be being neutral in the face of justice. And, and there are some judges who will go out of their way to make sure that a pro per, it's called a pro per if you represent yourself, that a pro per person, uh, someone going, I should say someone going pro per in a trial or motion hearing or whatever, they do actually bend over backwards um, altruistically because they're like, hey, this person needs some help, but also they don't want to get reversed on appeal. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So, but the problem is though, is that you don't know, it's kind of luck which judge you get. You don't get to choose your judge and you can notice a judge to, you know, you can paper a judge to get a different judge. Um, but most pro pers don't know to do that and they don't know about the judge if they should do that or not. You might paper a judge is good for you. Anyway, so... That's on if something is big, right? But then the other reason on something is small is that time or money is faster than time or money is faster than time. Money is faster than time? Yes. Money is faster than time. That's a Steve Larson saying. I don't know if he got it from someone, but the, the concept there basically is, is that um, you can pay someone to do something for you and it's much faster. Yeah, you can go to the court and you can get the paperwork and then you can try to figure it out yourself and then you can file it. Um, but if you don't file it correctly, the court, court's going to kick something, going to kick it back to you. Like if you forget to put your date of birth on there, a lot of courts will kick it back. Like little things like that, right? Um, that people wouldn't know, but for that I filed thousands of these things and I've been doing post-conviction work for 20 years. So, so the, but this person was like, you're committing a crime. I was like, I'm not forcing anyone to hire me. Like, that's fine. Go do it yourself. But if you haven't, if you, if you know that you can do it yourself and you haven't done yourself by, by now, then maybe you... Are afraid to do it. Like some people are afraid to go back to court. Like whatever. So um, I don't. I don't have any desire to defend myself in terms of charging money for my services. That's fine. Like that person can go help people for free, or you know, expect everyone to like do stuff themselves. Whatever. Here's the point, though, of the of the podcast. So that negative was a very strong negative comment, like accusing me of committing a crime against my community, right? Which I'm like, that's fine. I don't even respond. I don't give any energy back to the to the trolls. I don't defend myself. I don't for two reasons. One is that I don't give energy to it. I just ignore it and I monetize it, and then um, I use those statements to monetize them. And then the second reason is is that so I look at them as value actually. And then the second reason is, is that it actually, if you engage a comment on Facebook, it shows as more relevant and then it, it, it actually pops up more on the ad. So, so what happened though is, is that a very interesting happened though, once this person put that very strong polarizing negative comment on that ad, is that every single comment after that was negative. Like all these people started to pile on with negative comments. And again, I'm like, sweet, more value for me because the ad just runs till Friday, right? The ad, which is today, the ad runs until today and then it's over. So then I have the ad and it's on my page, but whatever. Um, no one's going to see it in a month in terms of on my on my um, Skullski legal page or whatever. And I have all that stuff I can monetize and no one's going to see it. So I don't really worry about it. It's not like I'm running the ad again. It's a sale. But what's interesting is there wasn't one positive or most, I would say 95% of them are negative. And that's never happened before on an ad. And I've been running these ads for months. There's always been a mix, right? And most of them have been positive because people are like, oh. And the point that I'm trying to make basically is that is that like attracts like if you're negative if you do a negative comment is something as simple and small as a negative comment on a post on social media it attracts more negativity to it because then other people say oh it gives me permission to be negative how does this apply in real life well if you do a negative comment towards someone like if you you know 
and anything, not just online, but just personally, if you are extremely strongly negative, like, like I like, look, I know it's a very polarizing time and you know, people have been like, they're, they hate Donald Trump. Right. But if you, that's fine. You get to hate whoever you want. But if you're, if you're very strong into hating anything, like, like go past the point of, if you go past the point of constructive criticism and you hate something or someone or whatever, you're just hurting yourself. Because your attention is one of your most, if not your most valuable asset, it is one of your most valuable assets. And you're, you're letting someone that you hate to dominate your life. And so you're actually creating suffering for yourself. And you're also taking time away from building something positive that you want to build. So be careful with your negativity. And I'm saying, look, I'm negative. I'm a human being. I'm not a Hallmark robot, as I like to say. You know, I'm not a Hallmark Channel robot. And I'm not always positive all the time either. I try to be positive, and I'm, I'm desperately trying in my life to be more positive, um, starting with my family, right? Like my kids. I'm desperately trying to become more patient. It's a spiritual practice. They're at an age now where, like, they don't listen to anything that I say. And they just, it's, it's, it's very difficult to manage them from a kind but firm position, which is what I'm trying to do. Right. And, um, but I'm getting better and they're getting better. And every time I like yell at them, it, it doesn't help. Right. And so I've realized that. And, and, um, that's because being negative doesn't, I'm not telling you, you can look, if you want to yell at your kids, you can yell at your kids. But what I'm trying to tell you is, is that that's fine. And everybody does it from one time or another, right? Whatever you raise your kids, however you want, that's your bugaboo. I don't, I don't want anything to, I don't want anything to do with that. Um, but in my life, I'm trying to say is I'm just trying to, this is a better way to say it. I'm generally trying to be more positive because negativity doesn't serve me. And I don't want to be part of a negative life. I don't, I don't, I think of when I was a kid, when I was a kid, they would have those, um, uh, it, it was a, I don't even know if they make these anymore, but it was a, like a, a cartoon drawing of a man's face. And then there would be like shavings, like metal shit, like maybe like lead I don't know, like metal shavings inside of the, uh, a, a plastic overlay. And then you'd have like a little magnet and you could, dr- you could draw a little, the magnet would attract the shavings and you could draw a little beard on the guy or whatever. Well, that's what negativity is. It attracts other negativity and it's just like dirties everything up. And I don't want to do that in my life. And I would have you consider the possibility that um, you may not want to do that in your life either. Because if the di- if, if the difference between winning and losing is a micron, then maybe that micron is that little bit of negativity because you draw more negativity into your life. You become less protect- productive because your attention is on something else. And um, you miss a shot to really uh, a small hinge to, to move a big door. And you and maybe you don't miss that shot forever, but you prolong the suffering in your life and you prolong the the what it is that you're doing. And so that's why I'd have you consider the possibility you don't want to do that. So what I want you to do right now is take out take out your Ranger Field journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, for the love of God, please go buy yourself a journal. But for now, take out your unicorn trapper keeper from the fifth grade and just just write down the statement like attracts like. Both positive and negative, my friend. And just remember, there is no end if you stay on the path to understanding. If you are listening to this podcast and you are an online entrepreneur, I know exactly what it feels like to be you because I am one. I know what it's like to know that you are smart and work your ass off, but always feel like you cannot get traction. 
I know what it feels like to have your spouse support you outwardly, but on the inside, they're saying to themselves, is this going to work? And I know that you want to create something in business, but you always end up chasing the same dollar over and over. Or maybe you want to create something in the arts, but you feel like you shouldn't play there. So you wander in the forest, stuck in the understory. I spent over 40 years there fighting the same monsters and bandits over and over. And when I discovered that if you learn what the understory is and you start to go there on purpose, you can find a clearing where you have clarity and power in your commerce, connections, and creations. You handle the forest like a badass ranger with the proper mindsets and skill sets that you need. Not once chosen for you by some guru or your parents, but chosen by you on paper on purpose. We can walk the understory together, but I cannot find you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. Subscribe to my email list at understorylawyer.simplecast.com. Let's find your clearing together, a place free of entanglements, a place with a bedrock foundation, and a place where you set the boundaries, not anyone else.